Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to take a bite out of the competition? Are you looking for ideas to make your business better? Welcome to the Core Business Show with Tim G.K. Sponsored by Apple Capital Group. At the core of every successful business, you'll find people making a difference. And with each episode of the Core Business Show, we talk with those people, examine those ideas, and explore the strategies that make them special. Now, the host of the Core Business Show, Tim Jacquet. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Core Business Show. I'm Tim Jacquet, your host. Today I have the uh, pleasure of having the vocalist and uh, guitarist for the Sunshine and Bullets Band, uh, Richard Keane. He's going to be uh, our guest for uh, this past, well, this current 15 minutes. If you'd like to join in the conversation, just give us a call at 347-324-3460, or you can post your question in the chat room, or you can email us at info at the Core Business Show. Uh, Rich, welcome to the program. Hey, how are you doing? Great. I guess to begin with, our, our listeners love to hear stories on how uh, artists come up. So if you mind just take a moment, kind of tell us about yourself and where you're from and how you got started, and then how also segue into how the band got started. Absolutely. Um, well, Amanda and I were in previous projects before, and uh, we could never find a drummer. Then Amanda uh, and I, we, we kind of took a break, and she found a drummer and started with another band, and then she took the drummer, and then she said, hey, come on over, and then we started writing in the new stuff, and that's kind of how we got together, because we all kind of worked together at one point, and uh, we don't want to, we didn't want to, like, do the band like a, it, it is fun, we, we enjoy writing the music, and the music that we write is stuff that we feel passionate about, but the the main thing is was we're trying to actually make a legitimate business out of it and make money at it instead of like, oh, yeah, this is our art, let's try and sell it. Because, I mean, it is our art, but at the same point, it is something that we're trying to market, you know. So uh, that's kind of a story, but go ahead. So mainly uh, when you guys actually came up together, I mean, you had several other projects you you were working on. So it's mainly you, uh, you and the uh, – I forgot her name real quick offhand – Amanda, Amanda, sorry. Amanda, okay. With Amanda, so you guys have done other projects. Kind of describe the type of projects you worked on. Well, it was basically stuff that we actually released on their first album. That was um, that was kind of like uh, you know just a bunch of stuff that I had written in a garage, and uh, then we kind of like started like when we came together on with this man, we kind of like solidified it basically, but. Beforehand, it was just working on it and just writing it and coming up with ideas and just randomly putting stuff together because before it was kind of a mess and now it's more organized, more ready to go. So, and uh, right now that's what we're trying to focus on is the the new stuff. So, okay. So now it's just you, Kyle, um, and Amanda. And Amanda. Yep, that's okay. it. And uh, cool. yeah. Tell us about your really your influence of music. Who actually influenced you? Uh, each person has someone they they gravitate towards in order to develop a t- particular style. Kind of tell us in that journey um, from your past, who do you actually listen to, who influenced your style to be who you are today? Well, beforehand it was like Steve Vai and Jimi Hendrix and and like all of like you know the guitar legends and I quote. Uh, but now it's more like industrial style uh, musicians along the lines of uh, Nine Inch Nails and. Uh, uh, KMFDM and uh, we're trying Robert Stein and all of that stuff. We're trying to like more of a uh, we want our music to be more 
dance appropriate, but not like dance dance music. It's like it's hard rock, heavy. It's heavy rock, but it's it's you can groove to it kind of stuff. And, uh, and Amanda's is is now she loved the nine the industrial kind of genre, and Kyle's more, and it still is more of the progressive rock style of like um, Carnival and Dream Theater and things like that. So. It's it's one big mishmash of uh, music influences that we come up with the ideas that we do now. So, but. so how your music come to you guys? I mean, individually, you come up with a tune, you know, in the middle of the night, and say, "Hey, I just want to expand on it." Uh, how do you do your writing? Yeah, I personally, when I come up with something, it's it's random, and Amanda's the same way. We have notepads by our our, our you know uh, nightstands, and when we wake up in the middle of the night. We write it down and jot it down on the idea, or we have it on our smartphones. We open a notepad and type it out on there. And uh, but the, the the idea behind the song is all melodies in our heads, and uh, then we try and work it out on the instruments. And that's that's the hardest part because we got to sit there and sound like humming idiots, just like um, you know, there's there's a note, and then kind of write it out like that. But then like lately, it's been like, how do we find the most obscure scale that we can play this stuff in, but still make it like you know, catchy and yeah. So, is a particular style that you you guys sit and write in? You say, "Hey, this is the style for our particular group." Well, this is, "Hey, why don't we syndicate this to someone else?" Yeah, exactly. We we try and uh, focus on trying to make it something that sticks in your brain all the time, and that's what we we just released that song now or never. Uh, and it, everyone that listens to it says they sing it all the time. So we're like, okay, how do we capitalize on that? You know, plus we write the lyrics to be poetic and meaningful, but the music itself and the lyrics themselves is, is in a melody where you want to kind of hum all day kind of thing. That's our that's our focus is to try and get it like that, which I guess is everybody's focus. Yeah, okay. So let, uh, let's take a break real quick. We'll be back in a moment. We'll talk a little bit more about your style and influence and, and about your career. We'll be back in a moment. we listen to The Core Business Show. We'll be back in 40 seconds. You're listening to The Core Business Show, sponsored by Apple Capital Group. Apple Capital Group in Jacksonville, Florida, is a commercial lender that specializes in asset-based loans, equipment leasing and financing, invoice financing, commercial real estate loans, and asset-based financing in the U.S. and Canada. Apple Capital Group is a direct lender that lends on their private equity investment portfolio. 90% of most loans are decided within two hours, and vendor funding within 24 hours after documents are completed with a one-page application. No slow no's, just a quick decision and a fast yes. To get more information about lending from Apple Capital Group, call 866-611-7457. That's 866-611-7457 to speak with one of our loan specialists. Or visit us right now at applecapitalgroup.com. Welcome back to The Core. Once again, here's Tim Jacquet. We're back with uh, Rich uh, Keen with the uh, band Sunshine and Bullets. Uh, Rich, kind of tell us about uh, the particular style of music that you guys do and um, what you do today. And kind of tell us, if you don't mind, uh, how the music industry really has changed in the last, if you, uh, in the last 20 years. Things are much different today uh, than it was, uh, you know, 20 years ago. 
Uh, how has that impacted your music and your style? Well, uh, back then, well, as far as our style, we're trying to make it different and and still follow a trend. Whereas, like in you know, in the past twenty years, you know, things were so much different, and the the methods of bands being heard is so much different than it is today. Uh, for example, like if a band wanted to be heard, they just kind of worked their way to get on the radio. Whereas now. Uh, there are so many bands and so many uh, radio stations out there, internet and FM and, and all of that, and, and satellite. It's hard for any band out there to really do anything. So it, as far as what we're trying to do to do that is to, you know, get heard everywhere. And we play a lot of shows. I mean, we're even out of state now. We're, we're going everywhere with this stuff. And, like, our best marketing plan is to do it at shows and just sell our stuff that way, and that's how it works the best anyway. And uh, then we have links and things like that where we pass out stickers and they have a QR code and it takes them right to the page and they just, you know, download or listen or buy or whatever they want to do at that point. And um, we're, what we're trying to do is we're, we're trying to – uh, an entertainment lawyer we spoke to uh, said, you know, we, the, the hottest thing right now is indie and pop and we're a hard rock band, so how do you blend that together? And then he said, "Indie kill metal." So that's, I was like, uh, you know, that's kind of yeah, that's like that's that's our slogan now, "Indie kill metal." You know, and and it's one word too, and then we hack it up too, and we just say, "Indie kill metal." So that's kind of our style nowadays. It's just a just just trying to make it full, heavy, and meaningful because that you gotta you gotta connect with the audience. That's the one thing a lot of bands don't realize is you gotta market and you gotta connect. And and they just want to like here here's my art what do you 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 gotta like it uh, no you gotta you gotta make them like it you don't you don't you gotta write it towards them not them write it you know what I mean like they can't gravitate towards you you gotta go out so it it it's it's a rough time like as part of the twenty years that everyone people used to get discovered bands don't get discovered anymore it's really one of those things where bands got to discover themselves and like put themselves out there and go, 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 go. And even now it's like, you got to pay AR label, AR reps to come out and see your shows before they'll even look at you. So it, I mean, it's, it's quite disturbing how anybody does anything nowadays. And if you listen to the patterns on the radio, it's really disturbing how things really work out. So, um, yeah, there's, there's some interesting things that, that are happening in the music industry nowadays. And, it's hard to do anything as far as there's never going to be any mega rock band anymore, at least for longer than six months. So we just got to keep our music. And one thing that um, Amanda keeps saying is we need to make it timeless. And that, that has been a good success with the least with the latest stuff that we've been writing is it's timeless. It's not like a, a fad or any kind of style that's out right now. So even though we're still going with the trends, we're not going with the fads. So, Okay. Uh, tell us about uh, the the style itself. Uh, it has to be lasting. Uh, how do you actually make a song that lasts? Then versus trendy. That's the hardest part. You got to make something. I mean, when you're when you're writing the music itself, you got to when you come up with a melody, you can't just be like, oh, that's good enough. You gotta you gotta have it so that when you like like I was saying, when you go home. The other night, you got to be waking up in the middle of the night singing it. You're like, oh, crap, it's st still stuck in my head. And we have one now that we're working on that is very similar to that. I still wake up singing it. You know, it's dang, it's stuck in my head. That's, that's how you make it timeless is that it sticks, but it's also not annoyingly. Like, 
Um, I don't know if I could name artists, but there's that one, Call Me Maybe. It's like, ah, it's catchy. I love the song, but I, I hate the song so much because I keep singing Call Me Maybe. So it's like one of those things, you know. But I really don't have any idea or any way to perceive or say it to any other band that's trying to make it or do anything in this world. Otherwise, what our goal is not to necessarily make it, but to make an impression on people and constantly, constantly, constantly market and network. So, and that's, that's, that's painstaking. So especially holding a job and still every weekend performing. So. Yeah. Uh, when they also, when you, do you think it, it's a slight advantage today than uh, 20 years ago or 10 years ago when we didn't have Facebook, we didn't have YouTube, uh, that the live show is all you're going to get. Uh, do you think it's a lot easier to market a band to be to stand out? Or do you think with, yeah, on without, the same end? Without Facebook? With Facebook you without, and YouTube? I mean, is it easier today? Because at that time they didn't have it. Yeah, it, it's. I don't think it's easier. Actually, I think it's the the market's so saturated that you can't – how do you stand out? In a, I mean, it's like you go down the cereal aisle, there's like 20 different versions of, uh, you know, your favorite marshmallow cereal, you know. It's like how do I pick? You know, even within the brand, there's still different – like there's the chocolate brand, and then there's the strawberry brand. There's all of these things. It's like what do you pick? You can't go – so people go with the safe stuff, and you got to be safe as well as stand out just a little bit with the Facebook, whereas back then – people would discover you by going to live shows and nobody really likes to go to live shows as much as they used to anymore. And when they do, it's a safe show, like a band that's mega, you know, Nickelback, for example, and, and, and everyone claims that they hate Nickelback, but, but then why are they still selling show, out shows? So, you know, it's not, I don't, I don't understand the, 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 the mindset, but whatever, they just got to keep going with it. And it's really hard to stand out in the crowd now that the crowd has gotten so big. You know, you got to wear that lime green T-shirt with, you know, caution orange hats and lighted, lighted vests and everything like that. So it's not, it's really hard to stand out nowadays. And granted, it makes it easier to reach a bigger audience, but mm-hmm. that bigger audience is still a small network by comparison to what you could be reaching out if you had an A&R rep discover you, have a record label fund it, and say, here, here's FM, and you go around all the country and get played on FM everywhere. Even though we're getting played in Orlando, uh, Tampa, and uh, Fort Myers area, we're still, like, it's still one of those things. Like, how do you still get discovered, you know? It's just, uh, so, like I said, you just keep going. And it, it, it doesn't, whatever. <laughs> I can't even mind-boggle by yeah, it. So. it. Yeah, it, it kind of makes sense. Um You know, also, you do you think, uh, here's a question here, do you think actually... Uh, um, oh, it's pretty long. Uh, well, I'm assuming that he's trying to get at, uh, for example, Napster um, has played a part of unraveling this particular industry and has actually made things easier for the consumer to access the music, but however, made it harder for artists and record companies. It's made it more difficult for record companies to help promote the ones that they believe in and market. Uh, but it's also easier for the indie artists to kind of do it themselves, uh, whereas it's still difficult for all of the above because, I mean, if you're ever on a page and you're or you're doing the Facebook or any kind of uh, Internet site, 
there are still people, hey, check out my band. And then you go listen to it, and you're like, oh, um, you really didn't spend a lot of money on this, did you? And that's, I hate to sound like a snob or anything, but I mean, if, if you believe in your music, you gotta you gotta put a couple dollars down on it and make it get a, get a pro engineer and recording guy. So there's mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that um, it's kind of a loaded question. <laughs> there's no, there's right. a lot of uh, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of things out there that that people can do that can stand out, but at the same time, is you're still like even if you spend all the money you can on a, a good recording, it's still like oh okay, but there's still Nickelback. So where do you how do you compete with that? You know how do you get your name out there like that? And the best thing to do is have your friends tell your friends tell your friends tell your friends tell your friends, and everybody knows everybody through a six degrees of separation, and that's really what it takes. Wow! Tell us about your your two singles, your two hottest singles right now that's out there, and how uh, do you right guys came about and writing it. Uh, now or never, and give them hell. Uh, give them hell was. Uh, written because we're all having a bit of a, a difficult time, not necessarily in the music industry, but in our in our lives in general. And we kind of connected with fans that everyone's having. I mean, this economy sucks. You know, everybody knows that. And we're we're all trying to personally just get by. And you know, and and with our our thoughts on the song with Give Them Hell was, if you know, we're, we may not succeed at this, but you know what, we're going to give them hell. And that's what inspired that song. And that's. That goes out. That was it was an inspiration because that's what we're you know we were trying to write that song for the truce and also for anybody that's having a hard time in life. Just don't give up. Give it hell and give it all you got because that's all it's worth. And uh, then there's the now or never thing, which is very similar along the similar lines of that. It, with the music, we've been doing that like it, it's now or never. We got to do this. Achieve your dreams because. And the lyrics are maybe selling my soul because, you know, everyone has that cliche rock star, oh, we sold our soul to the devil to get this music out there. And it's it's along those lines. It's kind of a humorous play on words, but it's still kind of a very dark, serious song. And uh, th- those are both have really gotten a lot of, like, like, shares on the Internet, a lot of people downloading them, a lot of people going and listening to them and liking them because – Sometimes when people have a bad day, here comes give them hell. And if someone's having a, a really bad day, then there's <laughs> the other one that we have. Is, yeah, exactly. I mean, we're getting this all over Europe. Uh, you know, we're getting – this is all on Internet stations, which is awesome. But that's what we love. That's another thing is Internet radio is really, really good because there are a lot of people sick of FM, you know, and, and that's really what's spreading the word. And that's how we're getting a lot of U.K. play and a lot of, uh, you know, nationwide plays through that. And that's where most of our stuff is, is, you know, give them hell. You know, we're tired of this crap. You know, everyone's tired of the the, econ- the economy and the politics. I don't know. It's, yeah. <laughs> totally understand. I could go on for hours, but go ahead. How, how do you actually manage, uh, you know, hiring a business manager, hiring a publicist, uh, hiring a road manager to manage you. Uh, I know well, that it's expensive and it's you really have to trust a person. Absolutely, and when it comes to the publicist, uh, that's the only thing that we really have to hire because we don't have the connections that they do. With road manager and all of that, I kind of do all of that. I do all the booking. I do all of that. I. I you know, the best thing you can do is to start getting making relationships and connections. And the more relationships and connections you have, the easier all the road, the booking management does. All of that, all of that becomes cake work, except for the fact that 
hey, we're going to be in Atlanta, so how do we, you know, pass out flyers and how do we let everyone know that we're going to be there to perform? Well, you show up a day early and you put stickers and flyers everywhere. That's that's how we afford that. You know, we do it all ourselves. Um, but the publicist, on the other hand, we we save up our our uh, our earnings and then put it towards that. And well, okay. we sell T-shirts and but merch is an important thing too. That's your income. That's how you get home at night. The products, okay. And also, uh, how do you actually go out and pick an attorney as well to help represent you on contracts? Because the entertainment attorneys are really is not as easy to find that versus you know you just find a regular family lawyer. Yeah, we we actually met an entertainment lawyer at a industry showcase. So those those are important things to play too because you got to think about uh, everything. Everything has got to be a trade show to you as a band, as an artist. You can't just uh, diddle around with uh, you know every, every show. Yeah, yeah, we're just gonna play a show. No, you got to get on the important ones or things like that. You got to go to the festivals or, or wherever. And we met an entertainment lawyer that we really enjoy working with. And when it comes down to it, we you know we talk to him and he he helps us out. And we got to trust him, like you said. And we've hung out with him not as a band, like as a, as as just the audience. And we talked with him, and he's he's just an all around good guy. And you gotta you gotta find those people, and those are the people you talk to, not just the, um, you know, like hey, you're an entertainment lawyer. I see you're advertising on the internet. Oh, tell me, let me let me get you because you can't really trust what they're gonna do, and, and they can really screw you over if they wanted to. Absolutely. Uh, they could be, yeah. What advice do you have for a person who look at uh, coming into this particular industry? Who's coming into this market or the the, mm-hmm. the industry? The industry itself. If um, they follow your footsteps. If, like, basically treat every show like a trade show. Don't and and be nice to everybody. Uh, even the sound. Everybody at the venue. Every all the owners, the bartender, there's a bar staff. Everybody, be nice, be friendly, even if. They're, I mean, they because the nicer you are and the, as a good person, they won't screw you over. They'll think of you as a friend. Become friends with them, and it, like us, we're legitimately friends with a lot of them, and they will never screw us over. And they'll continue to book us and keep pulling us in because we draw an audience. And so the the whole thing is is to constantly is to write good music. Number one practice before you get on stage and then when you get on stage don't screw up and if you do it's okay just don't make a scene of it and don't get mad at the sound guy because he doesn't know that he's doing this his first night just treat everybody with respect and make sure that you encourage the audience to have a good time and don't like that's just starting out rules and network your tail off so that's that's basically it is you got to network your, your your ass off and just make sure that everybody knows everybody and Continues to keep your uh, music traded and, sh- and shared online. So, any last words you'd like to leave us with, and also if you can give us your website or any additional information if we need to contact you. Well, uh, th- just to thank you very much for having me on, and um, our website is uh, com. Our Facebook is facebook.com forward slash sunshine and bullets. Our Twitter is at sunshine bullets. Uh, we have a MySpace, even though that's kind of a dying art. Um, it's MySpace.com, sunshine, forward slash Sunshine and Bullets. Uh, we're on CD Baby. Just look us up, too. If you would, you're interested in the music, you can listen to it before you buy it. Um, that's, that's about it. Thank you very much again. And, uh, wow. Hope you all enjoyed. Uh, same here. How did you come up with Sunshine and Bullets? Well, that was a funny night. 
We uh, <laughs> we had a had about six pages of like back and front of band names, notebook paper, college rule, like left and right columns of band names, and none of them fit. And I said, screw it. What about Bullets and Sunshine? And then Amanda goes, that's it. Stop it right there. We're, that's it. That's our band name. And I'm like, okay. And then we changed it to Sunshine and Bullets because it sounded like Bullet for my Valentine. And the, the reason why we kept Sunshine and Bullets is if you Google our band name, it's on like 20, 30 pages worth of uh, the first search results if you don't edit it. You know, like if you just type and go to Google.com, type our band name, it comes up everywhere because we're literally on a, every site that we can be. Oh, wow. Well, that's well, that's great. I'll take a look at it. Well, thank you so Absolutely. much for coming on the program. And, again, your website address is? sunshineandbullets.com there you go take care I really appreciate it Rich thank you we do too thank you have a wonderful day same here take care bye bye again it's been another production of the Core Business Show I'm Tim Jacquet your host you can download this episode on iTunes or Blog Talk Radio everybody thank you for listening take care and have a great day thank you for listening to the Core Business Show with Tim Jacquet for a free quote on equipment leasing and financing, visit our website, applecapitalgroup.com. That's applecapitalgroup.com. And fill out the information to receive your free quote. We hope you'll join us for our next episode. And remember, you can always get to the core via iTunes. You'll find all our previous episodes there. Thanks again for listening to The Core Business Show with Tim Jacquet.